Good morning, welcome. Um, my name's Dave, I haven't met you before. Lovely to make your acquaintance. I just want to say before we start, um, thank you, Pastors Craig and Trin, for the privilege of being able to take this platform this morning and speak. Anyway, Home Alone, what a great movie. Um, and you'll be reasonably familiar with it. It's the story of, I don't know, it's a story of all sorts of things. But essentially what happens is family's going on holiday away. It's an American family set in Illinois, if you need to know. Um, they're going away. They've got all their extended family over. They have a big, like, um, dinner the night before. There's a little brat called Kevin McAllister, and um, he gets sent to his room, and he's pretty upset and all that sort of stuff. One thing leads to another. His family get up in the morning um, because their alarm didn't go off, and they're, like, running late to get to the airport, and they forget him. And the story is of this. I think he's eight years old in the movie. This eight-year-old who's now not with mum and dad, not with his brothers and sisters, uncles, aunts and cousins, but he's alone in a very, very large house. I, did, I watched this movie a couple of weeks ago, obviously, to prepare for this, and I sat there thinking about the size of the house that a home alone movie is set in compared to the size of the house I live in. I was like, man, America is a different place, eh? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, there's this eight-year-old who's he's home alone, literally, and he has to be an adult all of a sudden, and he has to like do grown-up things like do his washing, cook for himself and all that sort of stuff. Um, and everything goes relative, relatively all right. Um, you know, he goes to the supermarket, does his shopping, gets a funny few looks, and everything's cool until he finds out there's some burglars casing the joint. And then, obviously, all sorts of shenanigans go on from there. We'll talk a little bit about that this morning. But it brings you to this question, right? And we're going to play some little clips of the movie just to, um, I guess, illustrate the point. But it, it brings you to this question about what is the Home Alone movie really about? Okay, so is Home Alone a movie about bad parenting? Maybe. Who calls their kid a little jerk? I mean, that's really terrible. <laughs> Serious question. Okay, next question. Is it a movie about being careful what you wish for? Is it a movie about the need to be kind and generous at Christmas? I don't know what poker is, but it gives you warm fuzzies, right? You know, like, it's someone being nice to yourself. Um, is it a movie about not listening to gossip about people. <laughs> is it a movie about the folly of trying to book big overseas family trips? Um, I don't know about you, but I've had the misfortune of running through an airport trying to catch a plane, and I don't have anyone else with me apart from my wife, and that was painful enough. I hate to think what it's like with the whole thing. But then ultimately it comes down to this. Is... The Home Alone movie, really just a study of late 80s and early 90s fashion. Enjoy. There's a question that lingers for me after, like, you've just cut off at the end there, but the mum is the one wearing the pantsuit. That's what you call it, eh? In the movie, she straight up takes her kid and puts him to bed while she's wearing the pantsuit. Like, who does that? Like, I mean, come on, he's very formally dressed up for going to bed, right? Anyway, that's not really what we're going to talk about today. I think um, when, I, when I watch the Home Alone movie... And think about it, there is, I think, a really important lesson that we can take away from, from this movie in particular today, and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you, and not even joking while we're in the worship, there's like all these lines out of the different songs that we're singing, man, that's so for today, that's so for today. So I hope that you're expectant um, for what's going to come this, this morning, um, that you're ready to receive in that. And I, amen. I want to read a little bit of the Bible this morning, this is from um, the book of Deuteronomy, if it's like Deuteronomy, with a good American accent, I was actually going to get everyone to say, Kevin! Like it does in the movie, but I uh, chickened out. Anyway, I hope you got your Bibles ready. This is Deuteronomy chapter 31. And it says this. 
Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will also cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I don't know if you're very familiar with um, Joshua and Moses in the Bible. Presumably you read the Bible a little bit. Um, but Joshua's sort of been Moses' sort of right-hand man for a while, right? And the Israelites have been out in the wilderness for a very long time. But it's come to the, 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 the time where Moses is an old man. And the Israelites are ready to enter the promised land, but just because one thing or another has happened, Moses ain't going to the promised land. And there's this transition of power happening. And so Joshua, who's been, who's been like Moses' offsider for a while, is then in this situation where the guy that he's been looking to for instruction is out, the, the, the provider of instructions is gone, and all of a sudden he's left with a whole nation of people staring at him going, now what? And all he knows that he has ahead of him is to lead people into something that's new, different, scary, filled, a land filled with, we've heard from some of the other messages, filled with um, giants with big fruit and stuff like that. It's like a big time, scary sort of thing. And it's sort of like this thing is that um, in a moment when Moses says, right, Joshua, you're it, I'm off to like be an old man and die because that's what sort of seems to happen. Um, that everything that Joshua held dear was his comfortable place is gone, and he's like, ooh. Now, you may be asking, what is the similarity between Moses and Joshua and a little brat, eight-year-old brat living in Illinois? Well, I want to tell you this. Because um, really, I mean, if you think about it, there's not a lot of similarities, but I'm going to tell you that there is actually a similarity that you can get this morning, and it's this, is that in both situations you've got people who were in a safe and secure spot who had everything torn away, right? Kevin McAllister was a little brat. You could tell that. He had everything going on from him. He was living at home. He had mum and dad. The biggest concern that he had in his life was that he was going to have to share a bed with his cousin who was a bedwetter. Wow, what a hard life. They had pizzas being delivered. They had milk to drink with their pizzas, which me and Seth were discussing this morning. is disgusting. You should not do that. But his biggest concern in his life was a bedwetter having to share a bed with him. And then in an instant, you know, through some sort of twist of fate, a storm, a power cut, whatever, he's left without that security blanket that was his family and, and the people that looked after him and provided for him. And he found himself in a situation where he didn't know what to do. You know, he was like sitting there and he's like, yeah, he can, he can be cool for a moment. But at the end of the day, he was sitting there and he's got some bad guys who are going to try and rob his house. And he's eight and they're big and they're scary and they've got crowbars. And all of a sudden, his security blanket's been torn away from him. 
parallel that with um, Moses and Joshua. Joshua's been doing life with Moses for a very long time. This is the guy that showed him everything he knew and was always the one that said, this is the way we're going to go. This is where we're going. We're going to promised land. We're going to get there. And then all of a sudden, that person's gone, and you've got probably thousands of people staring at you going, now what? There's some bad guys over there going to get you, but now what? And that sort of stuff happens to us in life, right? I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's happened to me a couple of times, but it inevitably happens to us in our life and that we'll be in a situation where we're comfortable, we've got it all going on, and then something will get torn away and we'll be sitting there going, oh, now what? And I think that what we need to understand today is that actually what we can take from the Bible and we can take from the Home Alone story is that we're called to be strong and courageous. Kevin McAllister was strong and courageous because he said, nah, I'm not going to back down. I'm going to set this house up full of booby traps. I'm going to have a great old time turning a home into a kid's dream with just like all sorts of stuff going on. I'm going to cut loose on these robbers. It's going to be a great old time. He was strong and courageous. And Joshua was the same. He had God on his side and he faced into all sorts of challenges to lead the people that were looking to him to go and do something that was not done before. He was strong and courageous. And there's times for us that happens as well. Where our security blanket's drawn away, and like 2020 has been a year for it. You're probably like, yep, it's, it's been a year for it. I don't know what's going to happen next. I got sent home from my job. Uh, the last day before um, lockdown, we got an email from our, our business said, we're going to pay you to the end of next week, and then we don't know what's happening after that. And you're like, oh, cool, that's, that's real good. Thanks for that, um, you know, Mr. Corporate. You know, I don't know what's going to happen next. My security blanket, my paycheck's been ripped away. 2020, you got to love it, right? That happens to us all the time. And sometimes it can be big things. It can be like, man, like my security blanket, my job's gone, or it can be small things. It's like my, my security blanket, my, my friend's moving away. They're going to do something different or, or any number of things, right? And in our life, it's not unexpected that we'll be finding ourselves in a situation where it's big and scary, and the only option for us is to be strong and courageous. And read you a bit more of the Bible, that, that bit we read before. It says this, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. You must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And it's easy in those moments, say, when your security is gone, where you might have finished uni or high school, and you're like, well, now what? Or a relationship might have ended, and you're like, well, now what? Or, or whatever it is. When the security is gone, you feel exposed, you're wondering what to do, and you feel like you can't carry on. That's at those times that it's really easy to forget what God's Word is to us, right? The words that it's read to you. But we have to grasp it and hold on to it. It says, be strong. Be courageous. God won't leave me. He won't forsake me. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. It's real easy to say it from the stage. I know you're like sitting here, cool, Dave, well, well done. That's, that's nice. You read the Bible out to me and that sort of stuff. But this is the truth for you this morning, right? And whatever your situation is, whatever your circumstance at home, at work, with your friends, what your dreams are for the future, be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Very easy to say, but I want to give you a couple of tools this morning just to, I guess, help. Because I know, I was actually praying about this myself, I know that every day I need God on the inside of me, but I also need some practical things that I can go and do. It's like, I pray, I pray, that's very good. I need to do that, but then I need to do some stuff as well. So I'm going to give you some tools this morning. 
I'm sure that's why it was like the last movie I watched from 1990 for a few years was so terrifying. That scene right there. <laughs> Still gets me, eh? Um, in this scene, Kevin is obviously at home alone. He's gone down into the basement, which every American home seems to have, which I've never lived in their house with a basement like that. And he goes down there, and there's presumably the furnace to see, heat their house. It snows outside, right? So they have a furnace, and it lights up. There's another scene earlier in the movie where he sees it. It takes off even faster than that. But you see what he does there? He goes down there, and he knows some truth about the situation. Like the furnace, honestly, okay, just in case you're wondering, the furnace doesn't really open up and go, it doesn't do that, okay? It's just like turned on, it's fine. It doesn't actually open up and start like chomping. Um, he, he grasps a bit of truth. He says, it's only my imagination. It's only my imagination. And he tells it to himself again and again and again in that situation. Good, got it? That's what happens in the movie. Let's go to the Bible again because we're in church and that's what we should do. This is the book of Joshua, right? Um, so Moses has passed God's instructions to Joshua, and he's gone off and passed away, and now Joshua's it. It just so happens that Joshua also needs a bit of reminding about what he should do. And if you read in the book of Joshua, in verse, chapter 1, verse 6, it says this, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Okay. Okay, man, got that? Okay, be strong and courageous, good. Let's keep reading the Bible. So that was chapter 1, verse 6. Chapter 1, verse 7. Oh, we're back again. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Okay, so a bit of repetition going on. That's very similar to the movie all of a sudden. So that's verse 6 and verse 7. Then verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, this is, just for a moment, just remember this. This is a guy that's been Moses' right-hand man. He's seen some amazing stuff. He's been, like, under really good leadership. He knows it all. But in the space of, like, what, four different verses, he's had to be reminded three times, be strong, be courageous. Don't be a chicken. Don't run away. Be strong. Be courageous. Then you go on to Joshua 1.18. It says it again. Whoever rebels against you and does not obey, whoever, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. And here we have, we have a hero of the Bible who in his moment is having to be reminded time and again, be strong, be courageous. Be strong, be very courageous. Don't back down, push on into what God's got in store for you, but be strong and courageous, right? And the lesson that we have to take from this is get some truth, Right? Kevin had some truth. It's only my imagination. Joshua had some truth. Be strong and courageous. That's what God has said to you. Get some truth, then get it on the inside of you, make it a part of you and your every day, and then repeat. Do it over and over and over and over again, because then when your, your conversation goes to, I can't do this, I can't do this, it's scary, the only thing that's going to come into your head is, be strong and courageous. You got this. Now get on and do it. Be strong and courageous, get on and do it. And, and I think that's the thing for us is that we have to make sure that whatever situation we're in, we get God's truth. And Anna, Anna talked really well about getting like program day with like the right stuff. It's exactly this. And I mean, you think that we're all on the same page or something like that. We start talking about the same thing. It's quite convenient, isn't it? But all of us need to make sure that we go into God's word at every chance we can God's Word, not someone else's opinion about it, but God's Word, and read it for ourselves or listen to it for ourselves and get it on the inside of us 
because that's God's word for us. And it's him speaking through it to us, what we need to hear from it, what we need of his nature on the inside of us to transform us and to change us. So we need to go out and get God's truth for our life and get it on the inside of us. We need to do that every day. We need to repeat it over and over again. Like, you can chant it to yourself. That might be a bit weird. I, like, go down to the water side these days and, like, read the Bible to myself. We just imagine if someone wandered down and there's this dude sitting here at 6 o'clock in the morning just chanting some biblical verses to himself. Might be, <laughs> might be a bit weird. But you need to do something like that that gets the, the Word of God, the truth about what He thinks about you and your situation, and you get it on the inside of you, and then repeat it. Do it over and over again. Don't just do it once. Read the Bible in a year once. That's good. Tick that box. Forget about it. Move on. Don't need to read the Bible anymore. No. Read it all the time, over and over again. Get it on the inside of you and do it again. Um, and it's amazing how that, that, that happens because as you do that, then you find yourself in a situation where, um, you know, where previously you might have been really um, tapped out in terms of what to do next. But I find in my own personal situation is that the more I do this, the more I get God's truth on the inside of me about how I'm, I'm a big boy now, I'm a little kid, um, you can do tough stuff, um, that when I get into a tough situation, I can actually overcome it because God's living in me and he's walking with me. And I've got, I'll tell you this story, I've got one customer in particular, I deal with a few different customers around the country, I've got one customer who I've been working with for about four years. And... Um, and sort of in, in our sort of sales world, we try and get the, get the relationship, you know, get on the right wavelength with them, so we get everything just humming nicely, anyway, we can get what we want out of them, they can get what they want out of us, and it's all good. I've got one customer that, after four years of trying, I just still haven't quite got there, right? And we, at the moment, we've got a weekly meeting going on, and I find myself every week dreading this meeting, because I'm like, this is just really hard, man, like, I need this guy to help me out a bit here, but he's just not coming to the party, and I don't know what to do next, and that sort of stuff, but every week, without fail, be strong and courageous. You got this, Dave. Actually, I'm, I'm never going to leave you alone or forsake you. Know? Actually, I've got more in store for you than this. You got this, Dave. And so I'll find myself every week without fail, which is so good, I'm like very, very thankful, that every week we go into that meeting, and I can be like, I know God's on my side on this. I'm like, this is hard. We're not going to pretend it's an easy sort of conversation that we're having. It's hard, but I know that God's got this. He's living in me. I know that this is, it will pass. It's all right. But actually, as I've learned God's word, his truth about the situation and his truth about me, then things fall into place a little bit better. And regardless of how difficult things are or trying they are, I know that God's here and we're going to be all right. Okay, so the first thing I want to say, the tool, get God's word on the inside. Get some truth. Tell it to yourself and repeat. Ooh. When you find out that Kevin wasn't so alone after all, eh? Look at that. Amazing. What's happened in that, that part is that Kevin's played all his tricks on all the bad guys, and he's actually already rang the police, but to get him, as you can see. But he'd already had a conversation with the old fella who was, you know, that was it some murderer, dissolves the bodies of his victims in his salt bucket, horrible sort of dude. But he already actually met and bumped into him, of all places in the church. That's good. Good things happen in church. And the old guy comes and saves him, eh? It's in incredible, um, and to be fair, at this point in time, I have to just like be straight, full, full honesty, full disclosure. At this point in time, there's very little similarity between um, what's happening in the movie and what's happening in Joshua's situation, but hey, you know, we're making a story here, so it's all good. Um, but 
Um, yeah, so Kevin's hatched a plan. He's, he's put these traps in place, so he gets caught, and his semi-friendly neighbor appears and sorts out the bad guys, which is good. Contrast that with Joshua, who is completely reliant on God <coughs> the entire way through his story, right? So you know that um, Moses said, you go, God's going to look after you. And as you read through the book of Joshua and the story of what he gets up to, he's obedient at every step of the way to what God says, right? He's not like running off doing things on his own, like Kevin is. Kevin's like a bit of a whatever. But um, Joshua in the, uh, in the Bible, he's like actually just every step of the way, he's fully in touch with what God wants to do, right? And the same as what Moses was doing. Moses and, and God were like on the same wavelength. Moses listening to what was going on and then completely just relaying that to the people, right? Joshua's doing the same thing. But the lesson for us is this, is that as brave and, and strong and courageous as we need to be to face into our situations, and that's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to be sitting back being chickens, you know, sitting back waiting for life to wash over us, but he wants us to be strong and courageous to go forward and do the things that he's got in store for us. But the really amazing thing that we can see, that there's a loose connection between home alone and what's happening in the Bible, but this connection is this, whatever you do, don't do it alone. You know, Kevin had like this guy, who you could call God in the movie if you really wanted to get into it, you know, moment of need, old dude comes up with a shovel, smacks some people over the head, that's what God would do, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he's, he hasn't done it alone, right? And, and the same with Joshua, and then whatever situation he was finding himself in as he looked to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. He wasn't just trying to be the man on his own and just like, yeah, I've got this all good. Just follow me. She'll be right. I know what I'm doing. He was the whole time in relationship with God. That's where his direction came from. That's where his strength came from. That's where his plans came from. That's where his inspiration came from, right? And so the thing for us is that as we learn God's Word and we have it on the inside of us and we tell it to ourselves over and over again, we also need to be in intimate relationship with God. There is no way, like you can try, and there'll be people amongst us who are like, I've tried it, I've been strong and courageous, I've done stuff, it's cool, well done, good on you. But there is a limit to what you can do on your own, right? There is an absolute limit. Me and Gina have been running. We've been, um, since lockdown, like some people like had a good idea and sat back and watched movies. We went out and we started running. And I'd been, I'd been running on and off for a while and I'd find that I'd hit my limit, right? I'd be running and I'd be like just completely independent, doing my thing. And I'd get to the point where I was running too fast and I'd wear myself out too quickly and I wouldn't be able to finish the distance that I want to do. Big problem, right? Um, but... What I've found is that when me and Gina go running together, we actually set like a better pace, maybe not quite as fast, but we set a more consistent pace together and we actually go further together, right? And there's a, there's a lesson there for us, right? Is that like as good as we are on our own, and you're good, I'm not going to pretend that you're not good. We don't know. Warren's a creative genius. Genius, he's going to change the music planet, right? Um, you're good on your own, but actually when you have God on the inside of you, then things go to another place, right? And he's got massive things in store for you to be strong and courageous, whether it's at home with how you look after your kids or how you deal with your relationship, whether it's at work and where you're having tough conversations with workmates or doing big challenging things that no one's ever done before, or it could be on a sporting field, it could be anything. It could be here on a Sunday morning. There's big stuff or bigger stuff for you to do that requires you to be strong and courageous. But the key for us is to not try and be the man. 
It's a cutie thing. Be the man. Just toughen up. Get it done. No. Don't do it alone. Get into intimate relationship with Jesus because he will take you the whole way.